I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. Today, I have a friend with me. I'm really excited. We've been wanting to, to do this for many months now. Uh, Sarah Paris. She is an ACE certified personal trainer, wellness coach, yoga instructor, business owner, and most importantly, a mom. She's been driven by her passion to help other moms take better care of themselves and she's created a business that's centered around self-care and prioritizing themselves for just 2% of the day, 2%, the magic number that she's found. Mm -hmm. So, um, and today we're going to talk a lot about the importance of making your own health a priority and talk about self-care and, you know, stop that, see if we can help you stop that feeling and thought of it being selfish because it's so not. And um, even if you are not a busy mom, I'm sure you know some, and undoubtedly, we're going to talk about some things today that I'm sure can help you too. So welcome, Sarah. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much. So glad it finally worked out for both of us. I know. I know. <laughs> so let's, of course, let's give a little backstory. Share with my audience how you got into this, because I mean, I know this about you, Obviously, you're a busy mom yourself, and I know that that's mm -hmm. what got you into this in the first place. But you know, let's let's have you share more about your story and why you're so passionate about this. Absolutely. So I've been in the fitness space since 2006. I was a, a middle school teacher for a long time, realizing that I only taught in very expensive areas. So I was bartending, waitressing, doing the whole thing that you do in your early 20s. And I had a master's in exercise physiology. So one of my coworkers one day was like, why aren't you a personal trainer? And I was like, I don't know. I hadn't really had never given it much thought. And that's all it took to completely change my world on how I looked at what it meant to be a wellness specialist, what it meant to be a personal trainer. So I started training on top of teaching for a few years. And then I strictly went into personal training and have worked with so many different populations. I had thought that I had found my absolute home when I worked with a military nonprofit. We worked with wounded service members who were getting out of the military and was training them for marathons and, and hand cycling on their new pieces and parts. And I thought that's where I would stay. Well, my story changed and I became a mom and I realized how quickly I fell to the very bottom of the priority list. I wasn't even near the list and I really struggled. I struggled with postpartum depression and anxiety, all undiagnosed. I didn't realize this until months after the fact, but about the six month mark, I had a really dark spot in my life and considering taking it 
completely and ending it. I just couldn't do it anymore. I was miserable. I was sleep deprived. I had vertigo. I was so sleep deprived. I wasn't happy. Wasn't even a word that I could even pretend to use. And I was just at my rock bottom. And it was, it took me to that place to be like, what if I can't bring myself to move my body and eat well. And I knew all the things I knew all the nutrition, I knew how healthy I needed to eat in order to breastfeed my child, I knew what I needed to do to move my body to keep myself healthy. And I couldn't get myself to do it. And once I hit that rock bottom, I just knew that one, I had to claw myself out because what if my mother went through this and I didn't grow up with my mom. And that's what the thought it was as I stood in Santa Monica, California, where I was living at the time, kind of gazing out over the Pacific Coast Highway, leaning against a fence that, if I'm being totally honest, was just praying would break and I wouldn't have to make a decision. And in that moment, I kind of like looked out onto the ocean and there was these two older women like sitting right by the water's edge, like in beach chairs. And they had, they were like getting splashed by waves and it was from a distance, but it just looked like they were having the best time. And it made me think of my mom. And I was like, what am I doing? Like my mom fought through, I'm sure hard times. I'm the oldest of four. We grew up with no money and I know some of her struggles, but what if she struggled like I did and she decided to end it or walk away or do whatever you needed to do to get out of this chapter. And so I stepped back, I finally cried. I hadn't cried at all, and which is probably why my doctor thought I didn't have postpartum depression, because he said, have you been crying? And I said, no. And he was like, oh, this is normal baby blues, which infuriated me at the time and infuriates most moms when they hear that. But I stepped away from that fence and decided to make a change. So I signed up for a yoga class the next day. I went back to my roots. I went back to my mat. I walked in the studio and I laid there on my side because I had broken my tailbone during childbirth. So I couldn't lay on my back. And I, she started the class, this beautiful room of people, the, all these California people and their yoga clothes and their yoga mats and their perfect styles. And I laid there and I just cried. And I just, the whole hour, I just remember being mad at myself. I felt guilty for paying money to go to a yoga class where I was just going to lay on my mat and cry. And at the end of class, I somehow got the strength and rolled my mat up and the instructor came over and she put her hand on my shoulder and I didn't know her at the time. Now she's one of my best friends, but I didn't know her at the time. And she said, I don't know what's going on, but you showed up. And that's the most important part. Just keep showing up. And that whole walk home, that's all that rang in my head was like, you have to show up. I had to start showing up for myself, for my daughter, for my family. I just really needed to start changing things and I needed to start showing up. And for me, that meant I needed to get out of bed every day and take care of myself. So it started very small. Like it started with a cup of tea in the morning while I nursed my child. And, you know, it was baby steps. It was like, I'm really going to get tea I love. Okay, now I'm going to have tea outside in the California sun mid morning with my daughter because she was attached to me at the time. She was only, you know, six or seven months old. But it started as little, these little baby steps of a, a walk here, a yoga class there. And then it just snowballed into what now is a 12-week program to help moms kind of find their spark again, like I went through. I went to physical therapy for months to heal my internal damage after giving birth. And one of my last sessions, my physical therapist looked at me and she's like, "What? what's next? She kind of felt like she knew me my whole life at that point or my whole mom life. 
And I said, you know, I've been looking for something. I wanted someone to tell me how to move. I wanted someone to tell me what to eat. I wanted someone to just be there to give me the permission to take care of myself. And I thought, if I can't find this in Southern California, where could I find this? I thought I'm living in the perfect place to find exactly what I need. I'll pay whatever. It didn't even matter at that point. I just wanted someone to tell me what to do and I couldn't find it. So she's like, so now what? I said, well, I'm going to create it. And she looked at me straight in the face and she's like, I kind of believe you. <laughs> and I remember the look <laughs> of like shock on her face, like, wow, you're not just talking about this, like you're going to do it. And that's what I've been doing the last seven years is working with moms and just helping them get through their struggles. And you don't have to be in your darkest of dark place, but we all have things that we want to improve about our wellness as moms. I mean, it's hard to move yourself up to the top of that priority list. And that's why I say you have to start with 2% a day because it's doable. Wow. I got chills like three times as you shared all of that. And so I, yeah, just wow. I am sure people are listening right now and thinking wow to themselves because um, first of all, I'm sure that everyone, if we're completely honest, can relate to you whether or not, like I don't have human children. I have a fur baby. And, mm -hmm. um, and yet, and I haven't been up against a fence or in a moment like that. And yet, you know, there have been some moments, if I really look back and I'm honest, where there was questions. And mm -hmm. I think that um, most people have moments like that throughout their life, at least one. And mm -hmm. to, you know, if we're really honest about it, um, heck, we have what, like 60,000 plus thoughts a day. So if you're telling me that we have that many thoughts um, mm -hmm. in our life, and by the time we reach midlife that we haven't had a moment questioning this experience, uh, I'm not sure I would, you know, that that would be probably a rare person. But mm -hmm. uh, the fact that you were able to climb yourself out is huge. It's, and I, picturing you laying there, and her encouragement is just beautiful. And I'm sure it didn't mm -hmm. feel that way at the time, but it was, and, and now it's made you very relatable and for everyone else to be like, wow. And it's got to be inspiring too, to, to, mm -hmm. to hear the details and know that if it's possible for you, it's possible for anyone. Um, so thank you so much for being so committed for taking the leap for, well, for, first of all, committing to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. like, Which yeah. was probably the hard, the hardest part about all of it is to just, we have all of these, you know, these notions and these feelings about, you know, whether, whether it comes from like my own mom or society of like how you should be or how you should feel as a mom. And I wasn't feeling any of those things. And it, I mean, it took me a long time to verbalize like that story and that those feelings of like, I mean, if I, when I talk about it, I feel like I'm back on that yoga mat immediately. Like it's a very raw feeling to me. And I know some listeners out there like have been in that moment of just like, what is my next step? What can I do? So like I encourage my clients is to just like, just make the next healthy choice, whatever that means to you. Maybe that's a cup of tea like it was for me. Maybe it's a yoga class. Maybe it's a five minute walk outside, but just making that like next best choice. Heck for me sometimes too, it's just, um, something I'll do at the end of the day. I usually shower at the end of the day. And then 
I, after it's late enough, I'll put my pajamas on after my shower and I'll like lay on the floor in my closet and uh, in a walk-in closet, enough room for me to lay down. And I'll just lay there for a minute. (laughs) It's such a, like, it's actually a blissful moment for me just in Mm -hmm. quiet, just to lay there for a moment. And like that, that even is one example of taking a moment for myself that I acknowledge when I'm laying there. And um, sometimes I'll stretch a little or just kind of put my arms up on the floor this way and just, Mm -hmm. just feel that nice stretch and just relax and I'll catch myself, I'll even catch myself um, where I, I need just, I'm like, oh, relax a little. And then I'll feel my chest and my torso sink into the ground. And I realize mm-hmm. how much I was gripping, you know, just yeah. just something like that. Um, but that just came to mind when you were thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. the, the next healthy step and even just something simple. And something I talk about with my clients too is the next best thing, period. End of story, mm-hmm. full stop. That is always the best answer. What is mm-hmm. the next best thing you can do for yourself in any moment? Um, and so I, I love that. Okay. So let's talk about how you, like, what is your, what does your self-care practice look like these days? What, you know, your, and, and how old, why don't you tell people, about your family and give a, you know, paint a little clearer picture of what you've got going on at home right now. And then how you work self-care into the picture. How do you work in nutritious meals for you and your family? How do you, being a business owner, I, all the things, what is, you know, what's your secret sauce here? My secret sauce is my mornings. My mornings for mom is like, I used to like to call it, but I've been married to my husband for maybe nine years next week. And we have a five and seven year old. So my self care has morphed and changed endless amounts of time in the, since becoming a mom for sure. But I say I steal my mornings. And when I start working with people and I tell them, they're like, how do you fit this in? How do you work out every day? Why? How do you move your body every day? And I'm like, because I do it before the world's awake. I get up at 5.15 and I move my body some way, some shape, somehow each day. I just started journaling this January. This is my, we talked about New Year's resolutions or what we want to do with ourselves this year. And this is my New Year's resolution is I've always wanted to journal, but it seems like a, just a a very cumbersome task that I'm like, this seems like it's hard. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write. So my husband for my birthday, which is in the beginning of January, got me like a guided journal and it's just like very short. It says like, um, and it uses my vocabulary, which I like name three things of how this day could be great. Cause my Mm. whole thing is to help families have more great days. And then at the end of the day, it's, it highlights it. So what are the three best things that happened today? So it's short, it's easy. So I've been doing that in the morning, um, post-workout. And then I make lunches. I kind of go about, go about my mom day. And if everything else goes south that day, at least I'm in the gr- a great mindset because I did move my body and I did kind of reflect in that journal situation. And it doesn't have to be long. Some days it's just a 10 minute walk. Like it's just around the block and it's a quick journal because there isn't a lot of time before the kids get up and the day gets started. And then for the healthy meal side of things, I've never been one to like meal prep in the way that I thought meal prepping was. I had a friend like very beginning of the pandemic say, I'm meal prepping, look at my refrigerator. And it was like, 
the most organized refrigerator I've ever seen in my life. And it like gave me a panic attack. Of, like, <laughs> How did you get there? Why would you do this? Like, what if you're not in the mood for that? What if, I mean, everything was labeled. She has a family of five and she's like just the, the master of meal prep. I am not that person. And that's what I share with my clients. Like you don't have to have 160 containers in the refrigerator to master meal prep. My kids help me cut up their vegetables for the week. So for lunches, I always do a fruit and a vegetable in the in their lunches. So they cut up their vegetables for the week. So they pick out, they each pick one and then they get both of them in their lunch every day. So it's just like a grab and shove in a lunchbox kind of thing. I make my breakfast usually ahead of time. So it's cold now. So I've been making quiche. So just like a crustless quiche. So it's really more like an egg bake. I've been criticized on social media for calling it quiche. So <laughs> I'll step back. <laughs> And I prep my lunches. So I prep my lunch on Sundays. I prep my lunch. I love this time of year. Football's on. I just do like, you know, like an hour and 15 minutes in the kitchen. Like I get everything ready. I prep my breakfast. I prep our lunch. And then I like plan out our dinners, but I don't do much for dinner unless it involves like roasting vegetables or something that we can use for a few days. But I really try to like, it's minimal meal prep. So it's like I spend an hour ish and my future self thanks me every day for doing that. And I just try to keep it simple and doable. And like in my program, I line up everything for the moms that go through the 12 week program. So they know exactly what they have the options to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the 12 weeks. And it's amazing. People are like, I just, I'm glad you told me what to do. It takes away the mental load of like, what's for dinner? Well, you've already told me what's for dinner. And in the program, it, you prep like twice a week. So you prep on Sundays, you prep on Wednesdays, and it just keeps it really simple. And it's never like, I can't imagine how long my friend took to fill 160 containers every week of like, that's a whole day. I mean, she still does it. She really enjoys it. So I, if it works for you, it works for you. Yeah. I don't have that kind of time. (laughs) Well, and decision fatigue is a real thing. Oh, for real. Decision fatigue, decision. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And the last thing, if you're feeling overwhelmed at all, tired at all, or busy at all is to have to make more decisions. So to, yes. And my husband has actually, he has been the impetus over time to have us do loose prep on the weekends. And Mm -hmm. so it's prepping his, what he wants to take to work for lunch. And he takes Mm -hmm. enough that it'll last his, um, all of his lunches. So he just takes like Mm -hmm. one container, but it's enough for the week. And he just has it there and he's good with eating the same thing. So it, mm-hmm. you know, just keeps it simple for him. Um, well, I'll do all the raw, I mean, the fruits and vegetables, uh, whatever mm-hmm. I'm craving, whatever he likes, get things prepped, not necessarily cook like, like we are doing broccolini right now a lot. And um, mm-hmm. I'll put it in its container ready to steam in the microwave, yeah. but I don't actually steam it, you know, until a night mm-hmm. or two later. And then he does, um, the we'll cook up a bunch of chicken thighs he'll trim them mm-hmm. and uh get all the fat off but he, we we like that meat a lot cook a huge batch of that it's probably something else have something for a few nights later but like and I'll prep lettuce i figured out the the he laughs cuz he's like you he's jokingly says i gives me credit for making the best lettuce <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a great title right there. <laughs> it's like, but something about the way I rinse it and use my salad or spinner, lettuce spinner, 
something about the way I do it, it literally can last us the whole week. So oh, that's we great. can have, yeah. So he's like, in, you know, he, once I did it once and he realized how long it lasted, no smell, no brown, nothing changed, you know, he's like, you are in charge of lettuce because this was awesome. And we could have salads throughout the week and it was awesome. So I'll get multiple heads of lettuce and prep lettuce. But to go along with what you're saying, it's just, it's a handful of containers it's not quote unquote meals. It's, you know, just things easy and ready to go. Pre-cut apples. It doesn't bother me if they brown a little in a day or two, mm-hmm. you know, just like whatever fruit I'm in the mood for. And it just takes a lot of, it, it does save us a lot of time. I, and I credit, I credit him. He's the one who got us actually doing mm-hmm. all of that. Um, so highly recommend everyone do this. And then if, if you take advantage of Sarah's program, how great it would it be to just literally have the options in front of you and you just like say, yeah, I want this, this, and this, and this. I mean, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, um, so talk more about your program. So it's like how much I know when people are thinking about, well, first of all, this time of year, everybody health is a key focus and um, it, it tends to be one of the top things that everybody focuses on in January. And so, and it drops off so easily from, and it just tends to what, how much time do you say people need to devote to like, if they wanted to participate in your program, like how much time throughout the week does it take? Um you know, d- d- tell us a little bit more about your program. Yeah, well, my whole premise is that you can fit in self-care in less than 2% of the day. So all of the workouts, all of the lessons, all of the mindful activities, the yoga, all of it is less than 30 minutes. It hovers right between 20 and 25 minutes because you don't need to go to a gym for hours. You don't need to have endless amount of equipment to get yourself in a happier, healthier space. So it really is like less than 30 minutes a day. And it's not all days. There's days that are very light that we focus on water intake or we focus on upping your vegetables. So that wouldn't take 30 minutes. Maybe it's little moments here and there, but it is less than 2% of the day is dedicated to self-care. And for people that go all out and they do an hour workout and then they steam and then they shower and they do all, have a great ritual for self-care. There's nothing wrong with that. I spoke to a woman last week and she's like, well, I do go to the gym for 90 minutes. I said, that's wonderful. I'm talking to people that do not do that or do not have the time to do that. And they're busy moms. They are trying to get everybody out the door or they're working themselves and they're working from home and trying to build it in. And to really, that's where the one-on-one component comes in is like trying to figure out like what works best for you. Like maybe morning is not your jam. At 5.15, you're not going to get up and you're not going to do this. I will say, try it because you might be surprised how much you like it. But if that's not your thing, I work with plenty of people that have their kids in school now and that are working from home and that do it mid-morning. They have their morning hustle. They get everybody out the door. They start their day and then they take 30 minutes, like between 10 and 11 o'clock to do it. But it's just really working it in with a schedule that works for you. That is huge. And for me... Like I, if it was up to me, there was no way I would be doing gym and any kind of exercise later in the day at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But because we have a home space for that, mm-hmm. because my husband is so dedicated, I've now turned that into quality, uh, you know, time with him. Mm-hmm. 
uh, multiple days per week so that when he I I prep my day such that I never have calls after a certain time I can wrap things up and then be ready to go join him in there and I've made it work for me because it you know I've kind of um doubled it up with a bigger priority which is the time with him mm-hmm. and Absolutely. so yeah and that that has made a world of difference um uh, for me but case in point I would not be doing it at that time of day if it was solely up to when I mm-hmm. felt like it would actually work best for my system because, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um, but I tweaked it around and did this and it's working. So, you know, it, it's all about playing with all this stuff. And there was a lot of years I didn't do that, even though he was still dedicated. Uh, it took mm-hmm. me to get in the right space to, to, to dedicate myself to make that time a priority mm-hmm. and that time, uh, specifically. So, um, so I think, you know, trying things and just giving it a go is huge. And you can always change it. You can always change it. That's what I remind people too. It doesn't need to be permanent. Like just because I'm doing this now at 515, like my youngest is in preschool right now. So she's home at one o'clock. So I don't have like a full day of school. I have to work as much, get as much work as I can in between nine and one. So I don't have that extra time to kind of squeeze out another 30 minutes in the morning. But when she's in kindergarten and she's in school all day, I might shift a couple of days a week and like go to the Y and like form a community and go work out with people when I can do it at like at a different time. And we just have to allow ourselves grace that when it works, great. And when it doesn't, well, then you need to kind of bend and shift and move it around, which is just mom life in general. So Yeah, totally. So um you mentioned some one-on-one. So you do do one-on-one work. So tell mm-hmm. me more about that because um, I've been doing a lot more one-on-one myself. You and I were chatting mm-hmm. before the call, exchanging little updates, uh, life updates and mm-hmm. biz updates. So um, so what are you finding with your one-on-one work? How are you working with people one-on-one? What type of like commitment length of time mm-hmm. are they giving you? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's interesting because when I did the 12-week program, I wanted it to be group because I wanted it to be a community because I think it's so important because there's so many moms that I work with that are in areas that they're not around moms all the time. Like they're not like able to go to like a mommy and me yoga at 1030 in the morning, that they don't have friends that are their age that have kids that are their age kind of thing. And that's what I found when I was um, moved back to the East Coast and I was like an old mom. In California, I was a young mom. Everybody was doing having kids in their late 30s. But on the East Coast, it was so different. So I lost that sense of community. So that's why I wanted to have like a strong community sense through the program, which has been amazing. But there's also that one-on-one coaching component. And then that rolled off of it is accountability coaching that I found was huge. I had a woman reach out, it must have almost a year ago now, that she was not a mom, that she's planning for her wedding. She wants to fit into a certain type of dress and she was working with a, a different life coach and my, which was a good friend of mine. And she said, you know, I don't know if my friend Sarah takes one-on-one clients anymore. I know she shifted into this like kind of group online one-on-one model with mostly moms, but connect with her. Maybe she knows someone. Her and I started talking. We absolutely hit it off and we started training. So she, she gets married next month. She's been in my bridal boot camp, which I used to do all the time when I was younger, when I was not a mom. I took friends through bridal boot camp to get them ready for their wedding day. And it's been so fun. It's just, it's just been so different. 
So she had a goal in mind. She wanted to strap with stress. So she wanted to work on a lot of her upper body. She wanted to improve her cardio. And really, she just kind of got into a professional setting and she stopped working out. She's like, I started working and I was just busy with work. She just works a lot. So now she's getting married next month and she's hit all her goals and, and then some. And she she's run 10Ks. She's like turned into a runner now unexpectedly to herself. Wow. And it's been so fun. It's just been like a fun because she has she had a goal in mind. And that's what a lot of the accountability coaching is. Like I just I'm starting with a woman tomorrow who has she's attending a wedding. She's not getting married um, with her husband. They're going on a couple's only trip, which they have not done since having kids. So six years now. And they're going to Dominican Republic in April. And she's like, you know, I this is going to motivate me. So we're, we're working one on one. And for her, it's weight loss. She's never been this heavy before, even pregnant. And it's just kind of snuck on through the course of the years. So we've put together a diet, we're working out tomorrow remotely, and I'm going to see where she's at physically. And then I put forth a plan for the month. And then we do weekly check-ins. And then we address everything at the end of the month to see where we've come and see where we need to go in order for her to hit her goal. Wow. How great. So how, how so cool to have these goals and then to have you hold, help them and, um, just hold their hand through the whole process. So what, um, what, uh, how many times, that's the question I wanted, how, how many times mm-hmm. per week are they meeting with you? Is that vary per person? It, depending it, on the it goal? varies. Yeah. Depending on the goal and depending on the program. So like at minimum, we meet, we meet and we chat once a week. So we do like kind of a bigger meeting in the beginning of the month. And then we meet every week to kind of address what they're doing. But there's like, I mean, technology is amazing. Like the constant texting of like, I'm tempted. I'm getting pictures of food all the time randomly. Like here's my temptation today. I made a healthy choice. I didn't eat it. And I love, like, I love celebrating that with people that are like, it is all about like the little things. And I'm not the person that's going to tell you like, you can never have cake. You can never have wine. You can like, this is all of my programming is like made to have a healthier lifestyle, a realistic, healthy lifestyle, not to take everything away from you. Good. Cause yeah, I had uh, a little bit of a bite of caramel with some little dark chocolate little nuggets at the end of my lunch a few hours ago. So <laughs> you got no judgment on this side. No judgment. <laughs> Last night I had a mochi. Um yeah. Yep. Yep. Um <laughs> but those are the text messages I get of like it's been a day. I get like a pitcher of a wine, glass of wine. And I was like, okay, but that's it. That stops there. That doesn't get it doesn't get you another glass of wine. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. The but last time yeah, there's a reason it's, I haven't I don't have uh, bags of chips around for, uh at the moment mm-hmm. and usually not all the time because that would that those are dangerous, you know. Mm-hmm. Can't can't have just one for sure. But <laughs> I can stop at one mochi usually, and I can usually stop at a handful of my little dark chocolate and a little bite of the caramel, but um, usually, uh, I won't even say always, but anyway, (laughs) um, I love that this is realistic and that that is your your reference point for everyone in your foundation and what you're having them go after. Because I mean, seriously, how much fun would life be if we cut cut out everything at least for me, it's not worth that. Although I do eat Mm -hmm. quite healthy overall. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, it's, it's, I think it's important to have these little moments, but to be able to 
have someone like you to help. I mean, I can imagine it would just be super fun for somebody like that. Like I can imagine working with you would feel almost like having this girlfriend who happens to be super inspiring. It's like, <laughs> that's I the, the that. vibe. I really do. That's the vibe that I, I would imagine having working with you would be is mm-hmm. um, because of just the way you are, my experience of you. And mm-hmm. uh, I would imagine that that carries over to your clients. It would be, it, yeah, it'd be like just having a girlfriend who's just the, the girl, the girlfriend who you just don't want to disappoint and who also inspires mm-hmm. you. But that's what yeah. people ask me a lot. They're like, don't you, why don't people just lie to you? I was like, people don't lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> I like scared them. I was like, no, I mean, what's the sense in that? Like I'm helping you try to get to where you are. I tell people you can do anything for 30 days. Like I have so many people that have been like, well, I did whole 30. Well, I did Weight Watchers. I did. I'm like, you can do anything short term. But what we're going for is like changing the way that you live. And then of course the trickle down effect. If you're a mom, changing the way your family lives because your kids are making eating what you're making and they're making choices based on what you're doing. So it's a, it's a long journey. This is a lifelong thing. This isn't just like, okay, 12 weeks, then you go back to like what you're doing. No, the whole game is the transformation that your mindset will be different at the end of the 12 weeks of our time together. Yeah. And you're, and because of that, that shifts the patterns and the habits and um, Mm -hmm. that is huge. But once you do some of that rewiring, literally mm-hmm. of how you're seeing these things that is a key it, it it's that is super important super important to mm-hmm. shift that wiring and that mindset that's the, it, it's more it's more about that i think than um than following through with any one of this the specific tasks because mm-hmm then it can shift around. Just like you were saying, one day it's a focus on water. One day it's a focus on this and that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think at the foundation of it all, it's finding a new sense or a renewed sense of you are worth this. You are worthy. Mm-hmm. You are worthy of having a healthy body, mind, and heart and soul, like you, you are worth taking care of. Absolutely. And if you don't put yourself first, what is it showing for your kids? Like you're not, I look at the mom I was like back that day against the fence versus the mom I am now. It's unbelievable. I even go day to day of like the days I don't get up and do my morning ritual versus the days I do. I mean, my patience is exponentially more when I get up and do something for myself. And it doesn't need to be huge, but it just changes the way that everyone else, the version of me that everyone else gets. And that's my motivation. Like when that alarm goes off and I don't feel like getting up, I'm like, nope, my kids deserve this. Like I will get up. That's why I say self-care is like the least selfish thing you can do because everyone else benefits from it. Completely. Yeah. That I, I, I wish... My wish is that more people take that on and really hear that. And it's a reminder Mm -hmm. because I know a lot of my clients, um, and they're not all busy moms, but I've got, um, you know, men, women, all all kinds of different uh, lifestyles I'm working with. But the, 
there is a sense of permission that is needed. And I think it comes Mm -hmm. in here too. So if you are looking for permission, let Sarah and I give it to you right now. If you haven't given it to yourself, (laughs) we will give it to you. So, and, and stand and hold space for you to give yourself permission. And then you can walk into that and give it to yourself as a next step. But until you can do so, we'll stand there for you. And Mm -hmm. because you, it, you really, you really deserve to take care of yourself. You really deserve to feel better in your body. You, Mm -hmm. I just, I, I feel very passionately about this. A few years back, I went through a phase where a lot of health stuff hit me at once due to ways I was living. And, um, I thought I could just power through for, you know, a short term. Mm -hmm. And my body was like, yeah, no, nope, not happening. You did this before for longer years. And that was a different time. And we're not going to let you do this again. So, Mm -hmm. um, think again and let's, uh, let's prioritize and let's change some things in your life, please. And so I did, but, um, it's just, it's huge. So, if people, wh- uh, I know you've got a great um, uh, gift that people can grab to have a little taste of you, get some support right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've also got another way, a super low cost way to get some support as well. So tell us ab- uh, about both of those possibilities. Absolutely. I have a free guide that is how busy moms prioritize their own wellness and it's fun. I know you don't believe me, but it is fun. <laughs> it's like a game board. It's just like a bingo game board. It's, I've done various uh, variations of this game, but it you can set it right on your kitchen table. You can sit on your desk, wherever you're you know, most hanging out during the day. And it just gives you little activities to do throughout the day to focus on your own physical and mental wellness. And it's been so successful. I've made so many different ones for different people and tailored them. And it's just a fun game that you can even play with your kids. My kids are like, can we play bingo today? And I like pull it off the refrigerator and we play bingo. So it's just made us sneak in some stuff through the course of the day. Because so many of us say we don't have time. And I'm saying you do have time. We just have to prioritize things differently. And then the low cost one, I have a $24 seven day reset. And it's all your meals planned out for you, all of your movements planned out. So it's five workouts in two days of like different types of walking and a total mindset shift. And this is for people that really just need like, I haven't, I've been out of it, you know, for a few weeks, a few months, maybe not a few years. I don't think seven days is going to reset years of inactivity, but if you just need like a springboard into the next thing, the seven day reset might be perfect for you. That's awesome. And I'd love to work it either way. So the links for both of these will be um, in the show notes below. And uh, if you if this is something you're interested in for yourself, uh, of course, Sarah's also got her program, her 12-week program, if you want to mm-hmm. really like take care of yourself and invest in yourself. And there's also that the one-on-one coaching possibility with her too, mm-hmm. looking at that as an accountability option as well. So there's all these great ways to work with Sarah. And Maybe if if this isn't a fit for you, maybe you know somebody that this would be a fit for, a friend, uh, your partner, um, you know, a loved one, somebody you work with, you never know. So um, please pass on this episode. Please pass along these links because it is 
everything in your life can change if you feel better in your body. Everything. And everything in your family, dynamic, all, like she said, there is a definite uh, domino effect with all of this. Mm -hmm. And so um, don't hesitate to share it. Please, please, please share this with everyone because that's the free bingo game concept. (laughs) Sounds super fun. And $24 to have a week reset for people where that would be a fit. Like, why not? So, um, so we'll have those links below. Uh, parting words, Sarah, a quote to close. Any, anything else you want to share? This has been one that I, the quote I would love to close with is it doesn't matter if your glass, if you look at the glass as half full or half empty, the glass is always fillable. So mm-hmm. do something that fills your glass. And I love that because we're always saying you got to fill your cup to pour to others. And it's, I mean, no truer statement. Like you can't give someone something if you're running on empty. So give yourself something first. Yes. I love that. Love that so much. Thank you for being here. So fun to finally connect in this way. <laughs> and, um, and everyone, I, I invite you to, you know, follow Sarah. Uh, I'll, I'll have all her links below and I hope that she, um, can inspire you and, show you some, like, like she said, she's got this great personality and this great approach that really does bring fun into this fun and like simple. This can be fun and simple. This doesn't have to be a big deal. So fun, simple, and some basic ways to shift some things in your life. And I just really invite you to follow her and check all of this out and share, 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 share. Okay, everyone, have a wonderful rest of your day, and I hope you dive in and take um, advantage of these possibilities, and let us know. Send us DMs. Let us know if you do any of this stuff. You know, how does that seven-day reset go? How does any of this go for you? What does your family think of the game? We'd love to hear from you. Okay, bye for now. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cheris Your Life, and my website is CherisYourLife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend, Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast. <laughs>